We but, just want to remind everyone yes, that we are Maufanga Media, Maufanga man. Media, baby. <laughs> Straight from the islands to your ears. <laughs> yeah. I like that one, man. Welcome to the Polly Podcast, where the conversations are real and raw, where we say what we feel and we feel what we say. Feel what we say. How you been, Phil? Good, brother. Yeah. How we going? How we going, Eddie? Good. Been good. Firstly, before we start, I'd just like to thank everyone for all their support for the show. You know, we've been getting messages, everyone's been getting in contact with us, and they're really enjoying the insight that we're giving them. We just wanted to say thank you for yeah, those people. Thank you very much. That's what we, we planned out to do is give people our stories, experiences, and, um, you know, it's been some positive feedback, which is uh, what we what we want. Yeah, and exactly. What honesty as well. I've had a few people have um, given you some critiquing. Oh, <laughs> everyone's critiquing. <laughs> Everyone is a podcast uh, expert. Yeah, so. everyone's an expert. Mm, expert, huh? We but just want to remind everyone yes, that we tell are Mahufanga Media, man. Mahufanga Media, baby. <laughs> our media training straight from the islands. Yeah. Eel, straight eel. from the islands to your ears. <laughs> yeah. I like that one, man. That yeah. one's going to stay, man. Yeah, it's a good one. See? Eel. I don't know where I get it from, Phil. I just get it. Yeah, natural. Yeah. But what I wanted to do with this episode, I wanted us to sort of try and remember two years from your career. It's 2009 and 2011. We'll start today with 2009, all right? Yeah, man. Let me set the scene for you here, man. 2009, Manly and the Storm played in 2008 Grand Final. All the experts tipped them to go around again the year after because they didn't really mm. change their teams too much. Para finished 11th in 08. Your coach Mick Hagen stands down at the end of the year. So you weren't expected to do too well in 09. Top of the charts mostly throughout that year was uh, Black Eyed Peas, I Got a Feeling. Mm. And Home and Away were beginning their 22nd season. And the Prime Minister at that time was... K-Rod. Your man, K-Rod. So take us back to the first first day of the pre-season. The boys were would have been a bit down with their coach going. Yep. Fitzy at the time, the CEO, he came out and said there's going to be some changes if you guys don't perform that year. Well, when I think back, uh, 08... Um, mm. Over my Parramatta career, like Hagen, uh, Mick Hagen was my favourite coach. For me, individually, he just uh, allowed me to play my own game. Um, really good people person. Knew how to communicate with his players. And for someone like myself at the time, very shy, uh, new into the NRL environment, I feel like he gave me the best opportunity to uh, play my best footy. And I think 07 and 08, in my opinion, two of my better years that I had in my career. Um and I probably played 5-8 lock sort of in 08. Yep. Um, and then thinking about that 08 season, you know, Hague's got vertigo like halfway through the year or something. Yeah. Had to go back to Newcastle and it was, uh, you know, it was a mixed year, a um, bit of turbulence along the way. And uh, I think it was the idea of bringing Endo in was a fresh start. And, um, yeah, like you said, the big, the, the emperor. The Dennis, emperor. Dennis Fitzgerald. The emperor, mate. Yeah, I talk about the, you know, those early years at Para. I used to have to do um, extras club back in the day, the fat squad. <laughs> but um, is that what they called it back then? Yeah, instead of the fat squad, the yeah, not extras club. club. Extras These club. days you're not allowed to. It's called extras club now. Now, yeah. yeah but yeah, back yeah. then, I just used to go in because I wanted to do extra. <laughs> <laughs> what are you laughing for, mate? <laughs> anyway, I'd yeah. go in, and man, I was I was so shy back then, and I'd go in. Do like an, an hour on the bike, and the big emperor would come in, bro, like 
bike shorts on. Any of the boys that you know used to do extras with us would be able to back me up. You come <laughs> in with shorts. bike shorts, bro. Yeah. Not like the ones you put under your footy shorts, like proper bike shorts. Yeah. And you wear the muscle singlet, you know, with the one strip at the back, like. Because <laughs> he was a big unit, man. Yeah. Like, he was a big unit, yeah. but he come in and sit on the bike. Like he was straight from Venice Beach. Oh, well, straight from Venice yeah, I think Beach. He must look Arnie, man. He he come in with the. The gloves with the fingertips, yeah, yeah, like yeah. that, ready to go, man. Belt everything, but he'd come and sit on the bike next to me, bro. And like, I'd just be there, oh, hey, mate, nervous <laughs> as, and just like so nervous that he's looking at my times on my bike. <laughs> he'd go, mate, I don't know about this kid, but bro, he yeah. used to sit there and not say a word, eh? Just do a bike, and man, I was just praying, please, man, go do weights so I can, <laughs> so I can relax on my bike, but then, um. Yeah, that start of 09, bro, it was um, changing of the guard. Yeah. New coach, um, Ando and Hague's very different coaches. Right. Let's let's rewind it a bit. How was Hague's with all the Polynesian brothers there? Because oh, there was a fair few of them. Yeah, there very time. good, man. Very yeah. good. And we had a, a strong contingent of uh, yeah of Polynesians, Usually, mostly from the Campbelltown area, guys like Hainsey, Chris Inu, yeah. T-Rex, Talima Tortai, um, just to name a few, man, there were heaps. Yeah. Doing our guys straight from Tonga, like Etu Aisele. Um, we had Kiwi boys, Jack Afamasanga, Wola Haraki. Uh, then you got Fui, King of Tonga. Um, <laughs> but just, yeah, you know, just, and there was probably too, more there that I missed. Um, we had guys on the fringe, like Jimmy Stora. Yeah. Jimmy Storage. Man, the man. But yeah, just we had a big group of us. And yeah. um, I thought Hakes was really good. Like I said, he was a good people's person, yeah. people person. So he knew how to connect with us and I think he knew how to like give us that free reign, I guess. Yeah. At least that's how I felt. Well, it, the writing was on the wall when the when the board, when the CEO came out and said that the board was behind Hague. So whenever that comes oh, out, you know, your job's man, in jeopardy. You speak about one-liners, mate. <laughs> yeah. Full support of the board. Full support of the board. You know what that means? Yeah. Mm, Centrelink Monday. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So Endo comes in, head coach role for that year. Did he change much in yeah, the off-season there? Uh, I don't know about changes, but like just him in, in general, like um, he was just, I guess, I, I don't know if he was trying to, you know, put his footprint on the on the club or the place, but yeah, yeah. I just remember like <laughs> we'd be in the gym and a uh, good brother of mine, Ben Smith, top heavy, <laughs> you know he's solid bro he's built yeah. but from the waist down he's quite skinny yeah <laughs> we used to call him no stiltsy <laughs> no but he'd be on the he'd be on the platform doing doing some sort of power clean something and ando would just be standing there looking at him and going what are you doing <laughs> <laughs> you're wasting your time mate these things are never gonna grow <laughs> He was just like he was a coach of everything, man. Yeah, I, I was injured once, and I was uh, I was on the sideline doing uh, sprints with Chris Keating, and everyone knows Crippy, man. He's yeah. quick, he's quick. quick, man. And we'd be going on the same times, but he'd be ten meters in front of me every time. Yeah, and Endo would just be standing there again, coaching, looking at me, going, "Letty, you're never going to catch him if you don't lengthen your stride." Oh <laughs> I yeah. Said, Mate, I'm trying to lengthen my lungs. <laughs> but, mate, he's the coach of that, bro. We'd be in the pool and he'd be telling the boys they got rubbish strokes. Mate, your stroke's terrible. Yeah. But anything we did, man, he was like, he knew everything. I don't know if it was him, like, his personality, but 
I just remember, yeah, it was funny because yeah. like when the boys get pizzled, you know, it's it's a laugh and like he didn't do it to try and like hurt anyone's feelings. He was just, you know, telling the truth of what yeah. he thought. But yeah. um, but I think like he was a bit stern in, in that way. Like I think the boys knew what to expect from him yep. and that came through his coaching. Um, but yeah, it's funny when, like when I think about it because when I look at games, like when I look back at the games, Man, we, we played some free-flowing free football, like, which is, you know, when you've got someone stern, as Ando was, in my opinion, yeah. like, mate, there were some games that I'd throw an offload and I'd get hooked. I did it in the semi-final. Yeah. I tried to offload 10 metres out. So, like, I see that and then, like, I look at our major semi or prelim, I think it was, we had, like, 30 offloads at half time. Mm. That's crazy. Like, you never see that anymore. Was there another bloke that you'd always look over and he'd always be Nick, come back, come back to off season and he's always underdone? Was there someone that always, it was always on the next bike next uh, year? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. It's the same. There's always the same culprits. Yeah. I'll probably fly on the flag, but um, yeah, probably. Yeah, I can't. Probably can't name a name that was another <laughs> one culprit, but yeah. we all, we, everyone had their turn in there. Yeah, you know, Inu, Hainsy. Actually, Hainsy was always in pretty good shape. He just terrible effort. Yeah, <laughs> I, at I least that training. I mean, I remember doing the uh, the rookie camp with Hainsy. Oh, and we were meant to go to the gym. He hated the gym for some reason, eh? Oh, mate, that was. Or just... he, he just stood there and didn't. Like, like, just talk to everyone. Unless he had a footy in his hands, he didn't <laughs> yeah. want to borrow it. Yeah. No matter right. what it was. That's right. Yeah. How old were those blokes at that time? Oh, man, they would have been pups. Pups. 20 or something. 21. Yeah. I remember even uh, 09, I think it was, maybe when that's when Inu debuted. Yeah. Or it might have been 08. Um, but I remember he played for Kiwis, I think. Yeah, he did. Before he debuted. game, yeah. I think he played reserve grade or something. He played one game, then went back to reserve grade, and they picked him from there. Yeah, that's crazy. So, but these guys were man, so much talent, man. Mm. T Rex on the wing, right? He's the biggest human ever, and he was started on the wing. Yeah. Um, How were they at training at this time, those dudes? Because you can uh, see them always. They'd always have competitions and stuff. Oh man, you knew it was the worst. Kicking field goals from ten meters outside the sideline, asking all the coaches to watch him. Do the voice. Do the Daisy, <laughs> watch this. Watch this. <laughs> oh, man, it's funny, man. We can mock him now, but back in the day, he was doing some freakish stuff, man. I've seen he could jump the highest. We had this fence, bro. It was high as, man. They were doing double foot jump over. <laughs> but our trainer at the time, too, Hayden Knowles, man, he, he played yeah. on that. He, he knew. He, um, he like, to bring out that competitive spirit, man. He had these tasks, like, we used to have to get this medicine ball and throw it between our legs, try and hit the roof. Oh, yeah. And I think the only blokes that did it were probably a Guru could do it, Eric Groth. I think Inu maybe. I think old boy got once. Who <laughs> fool <laughs> <I'm> dreaming? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that was the thing. Little things like that, man. That, but it sparks culture, yeah. you know, like yeah. especially young blokes that competitive thing. And then the old boys snapping at the hills. Yeah, they feel all these young guys coming through. It's just good. It's healthy competition. I think Hayden Knowles was really good at like filtering that into the right way. How was the the gameplay between him and Hags? Were you guys playing the same style, um, or did uh, he sort of have his own style he wanted to concentrate on when he first came in? I guess if you watch us, 
we probably played less structure with Ando. Yep. From if just by looking at the games, um, probably had more set plays with Hags. Um, maybe it was because of the roster. You know, I think 09s when uh, Daniel Mortimer come on the scene. Yeah. Jeff Robbo was our halfback, whereas I think in 07, 08 it was like Finchy, Tim Smith. I think we had you yeah. know like different different style of halves. Yeah. Um, and Hooker as well, like Piggy Riddell. So over that time, when you talk about changing of the guard, probably change of personnel as well. Yeah. So you know, good coaches coach to who they've got. And That's all right. I think you know Morty, in his own right, was very good uh, support player, and he could create something out of nothing. You know, duck under tackles. Then you had Jeff Robert who controlled the team. So yeah. Um, in terms of style of play, I'd probably say it was just less structured. Yeah. And that was probably playing into what our squad looked like. After the first eight rounds, you were three from eight. Was there trouble in the camp after this time? Especially after round six and seven, you played the Bulldogs and the Broncos and they both racked up 40 points against you. Yeah, it's, it's, funny, it's funny you say that because after three rounds, I think we lost them all. And myself, uh, Chris Keating and Wella Haraki all got injured yeah. in the same game and oh, ruled yeah. out for 12 games or 12 weeks should say so 12 weeks we for that season we were were out yeah and uh it's funny because when it happened obviously we're all devastated so i almost ruptured my bicep tendon they were able to save it by reattaching it did had surgery i had a bit of floating bone in my elbow as well so then how'd you, how'd you do that man landing on it or something no nah, i've always defend on the left edge yeah and it was the year before i was playing six and yeah. hindy was playing Back row. Back row. Yeah. And obviously good teams always try and throw their lead runner at their half. Inside shoulder. So I'd be standing there, bang, catch, because I wasn't putting shots on, let's be honest, <laughs> catching, and then Heine just come in and try and come in third man or just come in and, and it always hit me on my yeah, arm. Yeah, yeah. And more than one occasion, like bang, ah, bang, bang, bang. And I was like, bro, can you do something else, man? Just go low. <laughs> but it just kept, after time, I kept... Shaving the bone, shaving the bone. So I got that uh, repaired when I did my arm. And then, uh, yeah, Chris Keating did his ankle, I think, and maybe Wello as well. But I remember three of us, we played manly, bro. It was hot as, and, man, went for a tackle. Thought I got a cork. Went, kept playing till half time. Coming to the change room, and the trainer looked at it, did the tests and whatnot, and I thought it was just a cork. He said, no, nah, you're almost torn the bicep, so... Yeah, I just said, oh, I'll keep playing, but they said, no, you better not, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so, yeah, yeah we, we spent, you know, but, and that's what I was talking about doing the extras with um, Chris Keating because we were injured. Yeah. Come back together. I think he might have did his shoulder then if we were running. But, um, yeah, we, man, the, the season, from what I remember, we, we the first half was, the first was half. pretty terrible. I think we were even second last at some stage before we started to run, but. When, when it happened, Ando said to me, mate, go take some time off, a couple of weeks, come back, refresh, ready to go. And I was young and naive, man. I didn't know oh, what no. I was doing. I, how, was the, how, was, how was the weight at this stage? Well, this is funny. This, so <laughs> I, I wasn't too bad. You know? yeah. I was playing six. Yeah. I was playing six when I got injured. I had maybe two weeks off and then I booked a holiday with my partner at the time to Vanuatu yeah through the year because he said go refresh and I said oh yeah, yeah. I was young I didn't understand <laughs> so I booked a holiday they were like oh you got to come back to training I said, mate I just booked a weekend Vanuatu 
So it, they called me in and I, I did like a week's training and then I had my holiday after. By the end, I was like, listen, when you go away, like for every 10 grams or whatever it is, you come in overweight, <laughs> it's like a fine, like, yeah. like $100 for every 10 grams. So, um, man, I was away on holiday. I had like good time. I remember watching the boys over there, yeah, yeah. sitting on a nice little, on the beach and all this. Oh, man. But, um, <clears throat> yeah, I had to train, eh? First time I went on holiday. Yeah. Well, in I was so yeah. nervous, eh? I came back, man. I was I came under. I was so proud, eh? I think I was like one oh five then or something. Yeah. Mate, they were worried, hey. I can't believe you let me go, but Yeah. Good Especially bloke. during the year. But yeah, so I went there and came back and then yeah, got back into rehab. Yeah. Shout out Endo, thanks, mate. <laughs> Appreciate you, mate. So let's get to round eighteen. You guys get beat by the Titans in the Gold Coast. How was the feeling at training at this time? You guys were sitting 14th and looking like it was going to be another bludger of a season, you know? Yeah, like I said, because I was injured, man, like you already feel distant from the group. Yeah. And then when the group's down in the dumps, it's like, where do you go from here? Yeah. Yeah, just memories of that time were just like dark, man, like trying to come into training and have a good time. There's nothing else you can do, right? You just got to get back on the bike. Yeah, you got to try and be positive. Yeah, as, as try positive and, as try you and can. Um, try and train hard, and and you know we'll get one game, and then we're back on track, you know. Yeah. But you know, I think having a young group is it helps you get past things. Yeah, you know, just to get stuff. Yeah, just get over things. Like this guy, the boys yeah. are more worried about where they're going on the weekend, you know. <laughs> but you know, there's certain things we had at training. I think that helped us. Like uh, that helped the culture at that time. We had this game kickball handball so it was like handball but you could only kick it and sometimes they'd have a partner or you'd be mate and it used to get so rowdy the games and we played it in the stadium the old Parramatta stadium yeah so like in the areas we'd play it'd be like surrounded by walls and stuff so we'd play rebounds off the wall so the games got so exciting man and even to the point where like boys were coming in early to train <laughs> to try and get in first, yeah, you know. Yeah, I'm in yeah. Kings, I'm in it like this. Yeah, and yeah. mate, we'd have the biggest games. But everyone played, like yeah. trainers played, everyone, coaches. It was so good, man. But it was like cultural thing, you know, like that's mad. We didn't realise, but yeah. as the game started developing, yeah. you know, man, like got competitive. And I think we even did like a a day of it, like <laughs> like a competition, you know? Like yeah. where it was it was that popular, but I think things like that helped us, you know, overcome all that those dark times. Yeah. Did his persona change in any way, uh, Ando, during that period? From memory, like, I don't think Ando changes, man. Like, mm. he, he is what he is. Yeah. You know, even, you know, to now, like, I think he's still the same. Like, you know, I talked to him not long ago and, mate, he still seems like the same bloke, even, you know, with the unfortunate events that happened to him. Man. Yeah. He's still... Positive, eh? Still positive, but he's just really genuine, I reckon. Like yeah. he, he can he can come across maybe in football terms like stern, like I said before, but I think he, he knows what he wants, what he's talking about, and then you know, that's what makes him who he is. Yeah. After that round eighteen against the Titans, you get your first win the next week, round nineteen. When did when did you come back? Like from the oh, injury? I was I think maybe one or two weeks before semis. Yeah. But I was like close. I'll never forget, man. Yeah. Oh, he killed me one day, the end of man. I wanted to kill him. <laughs> but I got I got the clear all clear from the doctor. And bro, we went on for a pose or something on Paris Stadium and I'm I'm so pumped, man. I've been out twelve weeks, bro. I'm like ready to go. Yeah. Run out onto the Paris Stadium. He goes, Oi, what are you doing? 
I said, I'm back. And, you know, I'm like, say then, I'm yeah. pumped. I'm yeah. back, baby, I'm back. You know, like this. It's, who said you're back? I said, the doctor cleared me. What are you talking about? Like this, doctor cleared me. He goes, I didn't clear. Hey. <laughs> That's what he said, I didn't clear. And I was like, go and do your hundreds over there. I went, oh, my God, man. Away from the group. Away yeah. from the group. Yeah. I had to go do my hundreds, bro. And I, I, yeah. I don't know if I came back that week or a week after, but I just remember... And he killed me in front of all the boys too. Like, like shame. No? Like, this guy thought he was the man coming out, running out. I'm back, baby. And then I was over there doing my hundreds. Oh, my God. Oh, I'll never forget that, man. Uh, give, our, give our listeners a bit of what, uh, like, when you get injured, oh. you're away from the group. You do your man. own stuff on your own. Mm. It's pretty hard, isn't it? Man, it's a mental, it's, it's a mental challenge. Like, if, you're going to do the physical part no matter what. Like. Yeah. You know, you're gonna have you come in every day. You got you don't you don't see your footy. Maybe these days it's a bit different, but yeah. back then you didn't see your footy. You seen a rowing machine. Like if you had a, a leg issue, you're on a upper body thing. Yeah. So you're on a grinder. You you pumping your arms, or we even at Para had a bike. We could just sit on and you just rode it with your arms. Yeah. So they'll find a way to smash you any way physically. Like if you got a sore shoulder, you'd be doing bike. Yeah. You know, like uh, one preseason, I had my calves. Uh, thing. So oh, I was yeah, like, yeah, you yeah, beauty, you I've got nothing to do. Department syndrome. I can't do nothing, you know. Like, nah, you're in the pool. <laughs> you got you in the pool. Like, mate, shout out to Craig Catterick, bro. He found a way to punish you. Yeah. And like, yeah, like you said, you're away from the group. So that, you know, mentally, like, all you want to do is play, you know. But, yeah. you know, today I've got 20 minutes on the rower. Then I've got 20 on the bike. Then I've got to go do weights. Then I got to come back in the afternoon. Yeah. Do, like, you got to go get treatment. Like, and during al- all- although you're grateful because you know you're not digging holes or whatever, but yeah, man, yeah. it is taxing, man. And also during that time when you can you can watch a bit of what they're doing on the field and all the laughter and oh. that. That's you're, you're sitting there and you're yeah, looking at yeah, this yeah, rower staring, going, yeah. Far out, I've got 10 yeah, more to go. Yeah, you're staring daggers at them, you know? Yeah. You're staring daggers. Yeah. So but you, there's like stages to it as yeah. well. Like when you're fresh into injury, it's like you're in the gym, you're doing this. And then when you go to rehab running, yeah, like you, it's worse because you're running next to the boys, you know? <laughs> yeah. You're running next to them and they're looking at you going, poor bastard, yeah. you know? He's, yeah, I, know. I wonder how many he's got to do. Yeah. And you're like, you pricks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So you can see the excitement when you got the all clear running out oh, like that, man. only to be defeated once oh, again. Oh <laughs> man, you know. And then, and then the, the only thing worse than that is to hear like Hainsy's voice oh. laughing because you can hear it from Penrith if you're in Para. How loud his voice is. Yeah. And then they got the rest of the boys, you know, giving it to you. Yeah, you know, man. Yeah, yeah. Fool you with his broken English too. Oh, eh? Fooey. <laughs> yeah. Fooey's just yeah. And you talk about that second half, man, there's only one person to me. Like, Although everyone was going good for you, was going really well and everyone had their moments. But, of course, Hainsey, man. Like, I, to me, like, no one, no one will ever have a run like that, man. Like, well, my thing too is, like, nothing against my teammates, but, like, it's the, the boys that he did it with, you know. Like, yeah. no one was superstars. Yeah. He was, like, Hindy was, you know, superstar in his own right for what he did. But he did it on his own, man. Like You had a few journeymen in yeah, that team, didn't you? Yeah, journeymen. But, yeah, actually, yeah, like guys like Joey Nullivar. Yeah. Um, man, he, he used to work hard, man, Joey. Everyone would be doing weights to be on the roller. Oh, champion. Good person too, Great man. Great bloke, man. 
Especially after, you know, winning Premiership. Yeah. What, two, I think, by then. You Manly. win one Manly. Manly, yeah. Yeah, and then come over and, mate, you wouldn't think just the sort of bloke he was. But, yeah, everyone everyone did their bit, I reckon, did their job. But then Hainsey went and did, like, three people's jobs, you yeah. know. Everything he touched turned to gold, man. Like, literally, like, that was ridiculous. Yeah. And, well, because I was, you know, good, good mates. Like, we were all close, but, you know, coming from Westfields together and sort of thing. and Yeah. Yeah, at times you're like, man, get, this guy's ridiculous, yeah. you know. And that was going to be my next question. Like, how did he handle, like, all that media stuff and at training and all of that things? Because I know it can put a lot of pressure on, especially being that young too, you know. Yeah, look, he needed some work. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> remember the year before, yeah, that incident at the cross. Yeah, well, that was that year before. Yeah, so. well, that's that start of the year. You missed a bit. Yeah. Um, I think um, with him, half of it's him. You know, like his personality at the time. Like you know, you you think about it, bro. Eighteen years old, come into first grade, or even seventeen, whatever he was. You know, like yeah. and have all this these raps on you. Like it would be hard to stay humble. You know, mm. and I think guys like myself, um, Junior Paulo, OG Junior, like I felt a need to sort of keep him in line a bit. Um, yeah. Just like things like, like we do a promo and mate, two hundred people waiting, like in the rain. Yeah, they're only waiting for one person. <laughs> you know, they're not waiting for us. <laughs> but this guy's trying to backdoor promos <laughs> early. Yeah. You know, like we say. <laughs> <laughs> they're trying to get rid of them, bro. Yeah, yeah. But you know what I mean? Like things like that. Like, yeah. but he's trying to backdoor promo early. Like we're all trying to do that, you know. But yeah. we'd have to grab him and say, bro, go and at least walk down the line of people and say hello and you know, yeah, like yeah. they're all here for you, bro. Like yeah. so I think you know, luckily we had a good group there that, you know, we tried to keep him in line as much as possible, or at yeah. least help him. You know, that's that's the way I looked at it, man. I just thought I, mean, I used to feel sorry for him sometimes, man. Like, cause we, we try and like in between training, go and have a meal, and strangers would just come put their children Jersey, on his, yeah. they'll put put their children on his lap and say, "Can you take a photo?" Yeah, you know, yeah. like, and for a little gesture for him to say, "Can you do it after I have my meal?" Then they look at him like he's rude. Yeah, you know, like, but he was getting smashed everywhere and every time we go somewhere. So, you know, I used to feel sorry for him at times, but it came with the price of fame, right? Yeah, it did. And like you know, he did his best. He didn't. It wasn't always right, or you know, it wasn't always saying or doing the right things. But I think he, you know, he did his best. And so was, you could say, like training, and that was a bit of his his escape from all of that. Oh, 100 you know? percent. And and it, man, chance like, for him to be himself. You know, for anyone that you know played with Hainsey, would know like he never did a warm up. <laughs> Everyone's warming up, and he'd be there punching hips or punching something or doing stretching because he loves stretching. Yeah. And then whenever there's a ball involved, you needed two balls because he'd hold on to one the whole time. <laughs> but then when we started to get going, man, like, right, some of the things, man, he'd do at training were, like, even better than in a game. And you saw it day to day, man. Like, he was incredible, especially that year, man. Some things he just couldn't, you know, like. And when, when I look back now, like, at some of the highlights, most of it, if not all of it, was out of structure. Yeah, it was. It was just off what he saw, he was going down a short side, throwing double cutouts, chip and chase, or like just taking that in that dragons run where he went through about eight people. Yeah. Like you know what I mean? It wasn't in no one creating anything for him. He's doing it on his own. So it's like, you know, if he did it within structure, who how more dangerous could he have been? Yeah. But um, you know, that was the style of 
our team at that time and, man, he took full advantage of it, eh? How far into your run did you guys think, hold on here, this is it? We've got something here, boys. Well, look, if if we thought anything, well, it started to brew because I think we went 10 straight or something, yeah. Right? yeah. And, like, there would have been noise and all that. But if any of our confidence was, like, as much as, as high as our confidence would have been, it got shattered when we played the Dragons. Got smashed by the Dragons and then obviously expected to get smashed again. Yeah. Because it was, I think, both games at Cogra. Yep. And then the second game, that's when, again, old mate turned it on, Hainsey. Scored that incredible try. It was, I think, after that game when we got Dragons the second week, I think that's when we thought, man, we've got to crack you. Yeah. We've got to crack. How was the group? Because, you, you know, when you feel a bit of pressure, you start getting a bit tense. Like, or were you guys just that no, naive? But, to... Yeah, I think we're naive, but because yeah. of the age of us, you yeah. know. It's funny, because uh, we were young, you know, but we had a few boys in the team that would go to Hillsong. Yeah. So Hainsey was going oh, there. Yeah. Timmy Manor. But there was only a, a couple of boys that would go, you know, and then. Was this during that run you guys had? During the run. But yeah. they, they, they'd go week to week, they, those yeah, boys. Yeah. And then it was funny, like. As the pressure, as the year built towards the finals and then, you, you know, like, boys are like, oh, we're going Hillsong, you want to come, <laughs> you know? And, mate, anything to win, yeah. you know, anything to win. And then, like, the first semi would be, be like five boys there. Yeah. And then the second semi there was like eight, ten boys there. <laughs> then, like, before grand final, I think we had Kalis there, Heinmeier, <laughs> everyone, hands up. <laughs> please, God, please. <laughs> oh, man, I just remember thinking, man. You look down the line, all the boys are like, man, this guy, you know, like, yeah. you know, it could be something. So he's finished eighth going into the finals after that disastrous last round against the Dragons. Mm. He's playing the next week. He's, you, you beat him. Yep. Then you cut run into the Titans who were hot favourites at that time because they were playing some good footy. Yeah. With Scotty Prince there leading the way. They had yeah. Presto, Anthony LaFranchi, Matt Rogers. So they had a good team. Yeah, they were very good. I remember there was a lot of hype about them, um, and especially because of our run, it was like, you know, good effort, boys, you know, coming Every, this far. Yeah, everyone was sort of waiting, like, when's yeah, it going to burst, you when's know? When's it going to burst? When are we going to fall over? But, yeah. Yeah, I remember that SFS too, man. That was, man, really good game. Um, yeah, lucky enough to get it. You had a good game, that game, Phil. Yeah, come off the bench because Morty got injured early, um, scored the first try, little in and away. On the A defender, <laughs> held the B out, just slice through, give him a little dance at the end. Yeah, but um, yeah, that was it was, yeah. I think after that, so we were like, man, we could we could do this, you know. Yeah, because you know the next week we had the mighty Bulldogs. Yeah, at Homebush, and man, how was the how was that week? We know that you para diehard supporters, yeah, 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 yeah. diehard supporters. So yeah. during the run and. Coming into the Bulldogs, that another diehard supporter team. Yeah, you know, people would come up during the week and say, "We don't care if you don't win the grand final, just win this week, please." Against the Bulldogs, against the Bulldogs. <laughs> but that's the the hardcore Paris supporters were just like, "Please beat the dogs, yeah. please beat the dogs." And I remember running out. I was started on the bench. I remember coming out because I don't think we we I think we warmed up inside, so we didn't get to see what the crowd, the crowd was yeah, like. Yeah. We come out and I just walked out slowly. I remember, and I, I always go down to the corner post for a little warm up straight away. Yeah. Came back, sat down on the grass. I just remember trying to take it all in because it was like 85,000 people. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember they split the crowd half blue and gold, half blue and white. 
Our man, just the atmosphere, man. Like, to me, I was more nervous in that game than the grand final. Yeah. Just because of how much was at stake. Man, that would have been mad. All, yeah, the, the, the noise. noise. Yeah. The noise, you know, like, and it was it was so patriotic. Like, it was either your one or the other. Yeah. There was no footy fans there. It was, like, Bulldogs fans or Para fans. And, like, man, just a close game. Um, yeah, that was unreal, man. And I remember, like, and there's some highlights, too, when saw Benny Smith. I think they kicked a uh, – they were kicking a, a dropout or something at the end of the game when we won. Yeah. And I just remember seeing Benny and, like, I remember the feeling of, man, we're going to a grand final. Like, just that feeling, yeah. like, looking at each other, like, man, can you believe it? You know, and I remember seeing there was a video of Benny just screaming, screaming, yeah. screaming and then we all ran in and hugged and, man, like, that feeling is crazy, man, crazy. Before that Bulldogs game and, like, going through the the wins and stuff, because we talked about Endo if he changed after the losses. Mm. How was he during the, the – when you guys started to win? Yeah, I think it was just, you know, stick to task, like yeah. – yeah, it was just stick to task, do your job, and pray Hainsey doesn't get injured. <laughs> 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 nah. Yeah, no, nah, it's just yeah, do your job, man. And I think, like I said, the stuff at training is yeah. what helped us, like, just get back to it. Yeah, yeah, just get back to it. Like, what are we doing? Like, who's we're playing handball at training? Like, yeah. you know, we'd set the drills up at training to do it. Like, if we're on location somewhere, so how, um, how was how was my man fool you at this time? He would have walked out the eighty thousand going, oh, they've come to see me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, because he, he was getting a lot of coverage uh, as well at he, this time. He played like it too, yeah. man. Man, he was just a wrecking ball, man. Like yeah. to be honest, if I was playing against us, it would be like stop Fui, stop Hainsey. Like yeah, that That's would be a pretty good defensive game plan. Like Fui just get us a roll on, and then w- without the ball, he just Come out of line. I remember, I think that Bulldogs game, he smashed Benny Hannon <laughs> like bro, maybe two or three times, man. Yeah. Benny might have got one or two back on him, but bro, things like that just lift you. Yeah. You know, lift you. And yeah, you know, you'd always count on Fui for a big run or a big hit. You know, he's, uh, he sort of reminds me of today is a bit how Adam's been playing. Yeah. Know? Without the ball playing, but you know yeah, what I mean? And the footwork. And the footwork. Yeah, but Fui never sidestepped in his life. But yeah. But the, just the way he's... Tongan sidestep. The presence straight over the top. that he had, you know? Oh, 100%. The presence that he had. A bit like Adam has now with the Warriors. Yeah. Fui maybe played on his uh, his lack of English. You know, I think he was... Uh, he knew more than he let on. But I think he, he did all his leadership through his actions, yeah. Fui. Yeah. You know, like I said, coming off the back fence or shooting out a line to put a shot on. Whereas, you know, Adam's probably more vocal... As a leader, definitely plays more minutes than Fui. <laughs> <laughs> but Fui is all quality, man. All quality. Yeah. So he's win the win the prelim into the final against the Storm. Then let's rewind to the start of the year when you weren't meant to do anything. Oh. Come to the end of the year, you are in the grand final. It's surreal, man. What's the yeah? What's the thoughts at the moment in the, yeah. in the camp? To be honest, I don't feel like you think about what you did to get there. Like when you're young. When you're young, mm. what was I then? Like 25 or something, I think 24. So, man, I wasn't. I was thinking about what we're doing after the game. Yeah. What size my ring's gonna look like? <laughs> it's funny. Like I'm not very superstitious, but I remember there was an opportunity to touch the ring. Someone had a ring, like yeah. the NRL one. If you win it, and I was like, oh man, I don't want to touch it. Eh? Like jinx it. And I, I didn't never touched it. And then the same thing in 2011. I went on the footy show. I said, do you want to have a look? I said, nah. 
Yeah. I've never got one. Maybe I should have grabbed it, huh? Explain to the people what happens during that week because there's a lot of like media stuff that you guys mm. have to do, eh? So I think, you know, obviously Monday you're probably licking your wounds from the semi you've just had and getting over the emotion of, you know, you're in a grand final and then they try, usually try and get the media day out pretty early. Yeah. I think Tuesday where, you, you know, everyone does their interviews and you probably do a field sesh. Wednesday you might have off or something. Then Thursday they do a grand final breakfast. There you go with the opposition. Oh, yeah. um, they used to televise that or something, didn't they? Mm, they it's just all these formalities, you know. Yeah. But um, And then sort of after Thursdays when they shut up shop and try and keep it in-house. Yeah. You know, you got captains run on the Saturday. Um, you might have another session on the Friday. But, yeah, from, from the end of the semi to thursday it's chaotic yeah like everywhere you go everyone's asking you know like this and that and you know like you're doing interviews here and oh man it's just like especially in para that time man everything was blue and gold, blue and gold on, on it, the streets that community oh, man, man. just gets into it eh? oh man crazy crazy supporters <laughs> they always man. try and up each other as oh, well 100 <laughs> percent, but there'll be a car drive past blue and gold everywhere then there's a truck come past blue and gold <laughs> you know um yeah they're full on man but yeah, and then it's it's hard to like. I think that oh nine we stayed at um, a hotel. Yep. Um, in Castle Hill. But for the whole week or? Nah, nah. Just from I think about Thursday or something, maybe Friday, something like that. Might have been even just the night before. But I remember being in the hotel. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I had my partner come in because I was nervous, man. I just just wanted to relax, you know, because yeah. he, like we had our own rooms, man. It was like. Last thing you want to do is stay in your own thoughts, in your own room. Yeah, by that's itself, right. yeah, that's you know? the worst. You know, like before the biggest game of your life. So, yeah, she. I remember she came in and I just watched a movie and just relaxed. And I think I was pretty good back then at like not letting it get to me too much. Yeah. But then, yeah, game day comes and she's on for young and old. Is there much training going on at that time? Nah, or not probably, really. Probably no. more like getting your body right for the game. Yeah, because I remember even, I think Kayla's had a hamstring issue yeah. and he wasn't going to play. So that's why we're in Hillsong praying. <laughs> 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 but um, yeah, I'm pretty sure he had an issue with his hammy. And, but he ended up playing, man. Like, you know, hammy's it's hard. Like, yeah, man. if it goes, you're gone. And, you know, to have that pressure as a captain. Yeah. And think Again, man, it could go like the first minute or yeah, something. Yeah, like, like you know, and he, he played. I think he played fair minutes, but I think he come succumbed to it, yeah, to his injury. But at that stage, you know, you've done everything possible. It's just physically and and knowing what game plan you're going to put together. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of like documentaries and that out there of like NFL teams, and they have different perspectives of how they handle those big games. Some mm. some coaches they overdo it a bit with the boys yeah and some coaches like to let them enjoy the ride of the whole week and stuff like that mm. how were your thoughts looking back now after experiencing it yeah and, and you know i haven't experienced twice yeah i think the biggest thing for me was about like soaking it in and enjoying it yeah so i did that in 2011 but i think looking at 2009 uh, it went really fast it felt like we got to game day really quickly yeah, like went through all our training and the week, and maybe because I was surrounded by my family and all that. Um, so obviously, everyone wants a PCR too. Like you're organising tickets, yeah, jerseys, whatever. Like there's always something going on. So you probably get lost in that. Yeah, that's and, right. And it's uh, hard to bring it in to say, man, you, you're about to play in grand final. Like you could make history here. You know, like 
there's not many times, at least I, at that time, never, I didn't really say that to myself, like, you know, like, I yeah. didn't, didn't there's no reflection, no reflection, what, what you've gone through to what be, what you've gone yeah. through, even the fact of me sitting out for 12 weeks and then coming back, yeah, like, I, even, at yeah. a stage, I didn't think I'd make the team because of them going on that run. Your mind was, was still in Vanuatu. <laughs> yeah, I was still in Vanuatu. <laughs> but I was lucky enough, you know. I was lucky that, you know, Endo thought I was good enough to be in the 17. Yeah. So I was grateful for that. But I think that's the biggest thing, man. I, I think the older you get, you start to get into that mindset. But, yeah, yeah for any young guys that, you know, about to go through that, I think that's the biggest thing, man. If you put to bed all the formalities and what you need to get done and then you can focus on your team and yourself, I think that's... So to me, it was the best formula. Okay. But it didn't work in the <laughs> Let's talk about the game in 09. How were the nerves yeah. on the way down on the lift to get onto the team bus to go to the game? Uh, or did you do anything before? I think we had a team walk. Yeah. You know, you did team walk yeah. just to get the legs going in the morning and then, yeah, on the bus. Was there a uh, – because usually the night before there's a little team talk and that. Yeah. Yeah, or, I don't know if we had that. I no. can't remember. I just remember getting to the game and just, yeah, again, I think it was 80,000, something like that again. Yeah. And you're playing the storm, man, like, you know, the powerhouse yeah, at the were. time, man. GI, Cameron Smith, Cronk. Slater. Slater. Do I need to say any more? Like, <laughs> you know. So would, I kind of remember how we attacked it. Like, what was have, our game plan? You they know, had what Jeff Lima, Adam Blair. Oh, man, come on, man! You know, like that's why they're over the salary cap. That's why they're over the cap. <laughs> yeah, um, I remember the game. Like, I got on just before half time. I think ten minutes, maybe less than ten minutes before half time. And I just remember thinking, man, like I, my mindset always going into a game off the bench is like you got to do something, change the game. Yeah. You know. And I felt like before half time, I didn't get an opportunity. I think I had one, two runs. Yeah. So, like, I couldn't get in the game. And then I think we're already down, maybe a couple of tries. So it was hard, man. Like, just feel like when you, hindsight obviously is a, you know what, but like when you look back, you just think like moments got away. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, but, you know, coming, and then we had half time. I can't remember what was said or whatnot, but. Straight after half time, not long, I made a long, I made a break. Uh, after that sit, um, I think Fui scored. Uh, Fui scored in the corner. Or, he scored a mad try too, Fui. Yeah, that was just. Um, no, I think it was. I think it was the first try to get us back into it because I think we we're down ten 0 or something. Yeah, it was. And I think it was Eric Growth. I think in the corner, he come in off his wing a couple of plays later. Um, but then, like there was that one play, man, that defined the whole game. Billy Slater. He got up to play the ball and Fui was just going past him to get back to Marker and they said he, he knocked him and they yeah, gave the penalty yeah, away. Yeah. Man, that captain's challenge would have been nice, man. Back then. Because he dropped it. He yeah, just he dropped the yeah. ball and, and then they kicked for touch and then in the end of the set they put the bomb up and GI scored off it. But that was the turning point for me. But, yeah, you just think like it gets away, like the game just got away from us a little bit because we had all that momentum, man, after half time. We're coming home with a wet sail, as we did all year. All year, yeah, all that's year. right. And um, you're yeah. just waiting for that Hainsy moment, oh, you know. Man. <laughs> and, and you know what? Like talking to guys in, in Melbourne, like after that, they're like, "Man, we just everything was Hainsy." Yeah, Let, it's just like in NBA, right? Like double could, team, take away their best scorer, yeah. you try and let the others do something. Yeah, talk about the others. You know that that's sort of from what I got told is what they did. Yeah, take away Hainsy, let the rest of the team beat you. If they beat you, then they beat you. But yeah, man, 
It's always that. Dang, you know? Yeah. But you did well, man. Like, from the start of the year to now, you were probably touted as overachievers for oh, that 100%. year. hundred you know? percent. That's what you said through the finals, but I was like, oh, good job, you know, you've done this. Yeah. You've come this far, good on your boys. It's all right if you lose, you know? Yeah. Like, successful season. Yeah. But, you know, we didn't really look at it like that, man. It was, we're going for, to win yeah. it all. And yeah. especially when you get close and they start saying, oh, you haven't won since the 80s. Oh, This man. the team since the 80s. I think they're the longest now, aren't they, Para? Yeah, now. But, you know, even then, like, bro, it's like, just throw some more pressure on for us, yeah. man. You know, we don't we don't have enough. Still still living in the Sturlow, Brett Kenny yeah, days. Yeah, and then they bring yeah. him out for interviews and Ray Price and that. And yeah. Like, oh, man, <laughs> relax, man. We know you've won three, four. Yeah. He's a couple of pollies from Campbelltown yeah. <laughs> doing their best. We're just playing handball yeah. out here. <laughs> You're in our square. Can you go over there? <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, man. How was, the, how was the sheds after the game? Because he would have been uh, oh. a bit disappointed. Yeah, you know? I was... I remember being distraught, but I just, man, my, my answer was just get on the beers, eh? Yeah. Like, because we had parades back in Para. Yeah. I remember going back to the Leagues Club, <clears throat> seeing all the family and all that. But yeah, we went back to the Leagues Club, and then I remember they had a big stage on the field at Para Stadium. And, oh, look, we, we drank like we won, but yeah. <laughs> we, um, yeah, it's, I think, you know, like, again, being young was sort of a blessing for, not getting bogged down by it. Yeah. And then I think also the the spotlight sort of gets put on guys like Hindy and Kalis where they're like, oh, how many more? No, they they got, got left. Yeah. yeah. like yeah. And you feel sorry for them because, you know, you, as, as much as you want to win it for yourself, you want to – these guys are club legends, them, yeah. you know, like – and good dudes too, man, you know, like those guys gave their heart and soul to, to the club and yeah. every game, man, like. So it, collectively it's, it's sad, you know, like – and then you see, like, the fans and, like, yeah, it was it's sad, but, like, man, like, what, what do you do? What do you do? Yeah. yeah. And it's hard to look back and go, boys, we did good, man, you yeah. know? Because, yeah. you, you know, you didn't you didn't win at all, but, yeah, you know, like, it's yeah. hard to. You're always judged on uh, that trophy where at the, if that cabinet's uh, got mm. something in it or not, yeah. aren't you? And it makes it even worse when, you know, they come out a couple of years later or whatever it was and say, oh, they didn't win it fair and square. Yeah. It's like, yeah. man, imagine if it's a level playing field. Yeah. Then what? You know, do we win, you know? After you heard that news, what you guys would have been like? Oh, it's, man, it's, it's sad, man. Like, because, like, although on paper it's going to say that we didn't win, like, we still had to go through, like, the the – the feeling of losing and yeah. letting everyone down. Yeah. The and emotional drain. The emotional. But they, yeah. but they still lifted the trophy. They got rings. They, you know, they went through the whole celebration of it. Like, yeah. like we never got that, you know. Like, And then we have to carry what we went through. Whereas, you know, to, to win a comp, right, get all the celebration, get everything that comes with it and yeah. then tell you in a couple of years' time, oh, that doesn't count, yeah. is if you care. That's right. If I'm a Melbourne Storm player, as if I care, right? Well, well they still have their... Uh, they have their thing. They're celebrating the their anniversary. anniversary and stuff. Chucking you know? the, the thing up. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? But yeah. Like, if I'm a Melbourne player, that's how I'm going to look at it. But if I'm a para player, yeah. how am I supposed to look at it, you know? Yeah. Like they said, someone said to me, if, if they offered you a ring, would you take it? 100% of would. <laughs> Who wouldn't? You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, talk about technicalities and that, but man, 
It's always there, you know. Yeah. What what if? Do you, do you still hear from some of those guys uh, from that year? Or do you know what they're doing, some of these guys? Cause um, yeah, you know, you run into boys here and there. Social media lets you um, allows you to... Good connections, eh? Yeah. But, yeah, there's still some really close mates um, that probably just over time and, you know, different lives you sort of drift apart. But um, I was really close with um, Benny Smith. Um, he's up in Newcastle now. Yeah, he's up he? in Newy, doing some... Pr- Property stuff and some stuff with St. John's, I think. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Ran into Tim Smith. He's doing some stuff in Melbourne. Oh, okay. I saw him doing some coaching stuff with the Storm, which is, man, one of the One of the best kickers of the ball. Gifted man. passer kicker yeah. ever, man. Champion bloke too. Yeah. Um, Had a few troubles, but yeah, you know, he was a champion. Yeah. but and, and then obviously all the poly boys, you know, still Inu, Hainsey, T-Rex when I can find him. Yeah. Um, Bumped in Talima, Wella Haraki, Jacka from Asanga, Zeb Taya. He's doing things in the Gold Coast. And Gold Coast, men, yeah, mentoring. He's got his yeah, own programs. Mentoring. Doing some good things up there, man. Shout out to Zeb out there. Yeah, and the kids up in Goldie, man. Like, yeah, see, see that guy, man. Wealth of knowledge, played a long career, successful champion. Zeb and we, we forgot our number one man up there in Newcastle oh. was in that time. Number one wrong and wrestler. <laughs> hey? The, the old Lissiate. cowboy himself. Oh, the old cowboy. Lisiate. Yeah. So. And you were saying something about Morty and his wines. He's a, he's a wine man now. Yeah, man. I'm Even in that year, I think he took the whole squad out to... Um, his farm? Out there, yeah. Orange, I think. Orange. Okay. And we went and uh, sampled some of the finest. Um, and he's still doing his thing out there, Morty, with the family bizzo. With all the uh, fine wines out there, yeah, wouldn't mind uh, send a few taste. in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, wouldn't mind a taste, <laughs> yeah. taste here and there. Yeah. But um, champion Blake Morty, man, yeah. someone of his, um, you know, size, he played well above his yeah, weight. Yeah, well man. above his weight, man. Champion, man, champion. Uh, you just caught up with uh, Nafe too last week when you were when you guys played. Yeah, New coached Zealand. against Nafe. Yeah, um, how's he doing? Going good, man. Nafe Kalis coached the Kiwi A's at Tonga A. He's been in that coaching scene for a while yeah, now, hasn't he? Is that the Tigers? Um, he's para now, I believe. But yeah, just really good bloke, man. I like Nafe. For someone, you know, who got thrown into it young as young captain and yeah. like was forced to be a leader early. But or he was naturally. Mm-hmm. Um was always a good guy, man. Um I remember in oh nine he was sort of a not a segregation, but there was a bit of a, a gap between all the guys that were been playing 07, 08. So you had guys like Daniel Wagon, um, Chad Robinson, uh, Kalis, Hindy, Piggy Riddell. Yeah. Um, yeah, all those old, older guys, oh, older at that time. Yep. And then there was sort of a new generation coming through. So those boys would come to us and say, well, can you talk to the young guys, mostly Polly, but can <laughs> you talk to the young guys and get them to, you know, we're going to do this or we want to do that, we want to do this. Yeah. So we, myself and Junior Paulo, we um, sort of became the spokespeople. He's gathered them up and said, "Yeah, boys, relax. Yeah, put your head in line. Yeah. Yeah, put your head in. Most of the time, it was put your head in, or who was out last night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but um, but those guys showed real vulnerability to allow us to come into the group. Yeah, because they already established it right from the few years beforehand. Mm. So I think them realizing, you know, this is our next generation." They really embraced the young guys and, yeah, um, yeah, good dudes, man. Oh, that's good, man. I also saw Matt Keating too. He's doing some stuff at the Titans. 
Okay. Yeah, I saw him at Gold Coast when I was doing some stuff for the Tigers. So um, he's doing well. He was a champion hooker, man. Come out of there. Kevy Kingston too, another one in there. Yeah. Doing wonderful things out at Penrith, man. He's a big part of that culture they've got going out there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, all the, like you said, you talked about journeymen and that, but just all really good dudes, man. Really good blokes. There's no issues within the team. Yeah. Um, only Ainsy not doing warm ups and <laughs> whatnot, being lazy, but yeah. we could live with that with what he did on the weekend. Yeah. Man. Oh, man. Thanks for sharing that, Phil, because. Even even till this day, that run still gets talked about in, yeah, in, the, in the NRL circles. Let me let me know. just add too for those of the boys out there that um, if some of my stories are mis miscued or you know <laughs> that's just from the memory bank, which is uh, pretty empty at the moment. So <laughs> you have to excuse me. Oh man, thanks for that. But thank you. So that'll probably do for this episode of the Poly Podcast. Next episode, we'll go through the two thousand and eleven. New Zealand Warriors Ooh, fight to the grand final. Yes. And especially the Wars, how well they did this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, all those, some of those young ones that, like Sean Johnson, they were all young at that time, yes. have now become the leaders of yeah, the team. The so full circle, mate. we'll get through that story next 12 time. 12 years later. 12 years later. Crazy. Know. That was his first year. Yeah. But before we finish today, we just want to give a big shout out to Wes, our new Wayan brother for the Feed Your Focus shirts. Get out, Wes. You see that mad logo we had, it's all because of Wes. So we want to have say a big thank you to Wes for that logo. And if anyone wants to see some of his st stuff, he's, uh, just follow his Instagram page. It's uh, at feedyourfocus underscore. So hit him, up, Wes. Hit, hit him up if you need anything done. He's a pure professional man and he gets stuff done. And for anyone else out there who's got stuff they want us to sort of promote, like yeah, Polynesian or businesses. Give us for free, whatever it is. <laughs> <laughs> We're Just, happy to promote, man. We're here for the people. Yeah. Helping everyone do it on any platform we can do. Yeah. So just get in contact with us and uh, we'll go from there. But thanks everyone for listening. We'll see you next week on another episode of the Poly Podcast. Thanks for listening. Malo Apito. Thank you for listening to the Poly Podcast. Join us next week for another episode. Follow our socials to stay up to date on everything behind the scenes. You must be like a professional flair, eh? <laughs>